in terms of what we what I stand for is I, I want to make sure the club is set up and that there's enough money in the in the kitty that it's not so much this generation of kids that get to enjoy it, it's the yeah. next few. And, and if we get that governance and that support structure right, then, you know, over a period of time, as, as my time's up and as Ariel's time's up and, you know, as Brad Higgs, who's the vice president, or Clay, the treasurer, people can step in and you've got systems and processes that are running against the vision. Mm. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares ideas, information and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. My name is Lachlan Vane Tempest and this is our third and final instalment of our club community series where we are asking what committee members and coaches put into place that makes a swim club a family. Swimming right now is playing a crucial role in so many people's lives as it is the main form of, in person, socialising and communicating that people have access to during this COVID period. Today we are talking to Sean Davis and Ariel Daly from Warringa Aquatic Swim Club on Sydney's Northern Beaches. Warringa is my new swim club and at our first club night I was blown away by how close each individual was, while social distancing of course. I chat to Sean and Ariel about what the committee puts in place to promote that sense of community, what their long-term goals are, and the importance of a strong coach-to-committee relationship. Enjoy! G'day everyone and welcome to this episode of Swim.Rocks and today we are continuing our conversation of club community by talking to a couple of committee members from a club that has so much history, not just in the pool but also the environment around it. It is a warm welcome to Sean Davis and Ariel Daly from Warringa Aquatic Swim Club. Welcome guys, how are we? Good, thank you. Great. And, uh, and, and Ariel, Ariel's multitasking. She, she's working there at the um, Northern Beaches Hospital as well as talking to us. So thank you very much, Ariel. And uh, Shawnee, you're looking great as ever, asking if you needed makeup. Thank God for our listeners that it's, uh, it's just audio. <laughs> so guys, uh, how long have you guys been a part of the committee at Warringah? Um, I started uh, two years ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about you, Sean? Yeah, it's a very similar time, two to three years. Um, I, I originally started to try and help get some funding when um, Tim Lane w- yep. was coach and we were trying and the club was trying to get started. And then Ariel um, and I made a commitment to one another over the last sort of 18 months around uh, working together to, to try and take the club into the future. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, Guys, I just joined the club a couple of months ago and, and it has been fantastic. Uh, you know, when I joined uh, and we were at my, the first club night that was there, uh, you know, when my goal when I moved to a swim club is I want the oldest swimmer and the youngest swimmer to know each other and know each other by name. And that's one of the reason why I got you on the show today because that first club night I attended, the goal was already achieved without me having to lift a finger. You know, we had 19-year-old uh, um, M. Doyle uh, know Billy's name who's seven years old and that's fantastic now guys those relationships can be formed at any age i think that's a great thing about swimming is that you know you could have friends with people you know three four five years younger than you um guys what do you believe swimming itself does that makes kids become so close sean i'll start with you it's a great question Lockie. i think there's just something about spending upwards of 10 to 15 hours a week in the water in the pool in a in a COVID safe environment 
one and a half meters away from one another. <laughs> good plug, Sean. But good plug. <laughs> the the the, uh, the thing about swimming is it doesn't really matter what age you are because swimmers develop based on their their talent, their capability, and their attitude. And you know, we quite often see when we walk into the WAC, we have a range of swimmers, whether they be 11, 12, 13 year olds swimming on a Saturday morning with the 18, 19, 20 year olds. And I think, you know, the work that um, Cam and yourself have done to bring those type of squad sessions together where it's all in, they're racing, they're doing relays, they're having fun, Mm. makes for the environment that enables, you know, an Australian surf life saving champion like Emily Doyle associate with Billy Kasperwitz or, you know, one of the younger members that makes mm. them feel welcome. Fantastic. Ariel, anything to add to that? Um, yeah, no, not a lot. Um, Sean's right. It's the length of time that they're with each other, COVID safe, of course, um, that builds these relationships and they're with like-minded kids. So they gel very easily and very quickly with each other. And it's not just it, not just even within the club, like within other clubs when they're swimming at area meets and state meets. So they they make a lot of swimming friends, and I think because they're all like-minded, they make lifelong friends. Exactly right, and you know, as as you said, Sean, you know, swimmers can spend up to you know ten, fifteen, twenty hours per week. Sometimes, you know, more if they do surf life saving, when they're a part of a surf life saving club, and the parents as well. You know, if they stay on pool deck to watch their child train, or whether that be at the beach. They can form so many relationships, you know, between those fellow club members. Uh, Ariel, I'll start with you. What relationships have your children made through swimming, you know, that are still valuable today? Um, Well, she's still, um, like, best friends with someone she was swimming with when she met when she was eight. Wow. That's awesome, (laughs) isn't it? That's fantastic. Tiana's now 18, so that's 10 years. And a lot of those swimmers that she started with, you know, some of them have some of them are still going but the ones that are still going she's very good friends with and they're not necessarily at the same club anymore they're all in fact they're all at different clubs and um that's the phone <laughs> <laughs> shawnee i'll go to you i'll go to you mate you've got three kids at the club yeah what relationships have they made that, are, that you know they're still valuable today? they're still young yeah they are um I think not only do they make them at the club level, but they also make them all over the state. And, and yeah. that's what I love about swimming and surf life saving is they, they build this network, whether it be within New South Wales or within Queensland. And, you know, they train hard, they compete hard. But, you know, like my oldest daughter, who's been very fortunate to, to do well and, um, you know, achieve and qualify for Australian age, is she's met girls when we were in Perth, in sorry, Adelaide, two years ago that she yeah. still talks to every couple of weeks because they were in the 200 back final for the under-13s. And, you know, th- that's the unique thing of it, the, the, as Ariel said, the like-minded people around. Um, you know, I... One of the things that, that is really important, I think, for um, when you're spending that much time in the water is the respect that the kids have for one another. Yeah. And, you know, we do have a bit of a, a no dickhead rule in, in our club. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, the, the kids are unbelievable at, um, you know, helping each other out and, and supporting one another. And, mm. and that's, um, you know, that, that is testament to the friendships that they do build that last be, well beyond the pool. Yeah, fantastic. Now, um, 
Era, your daughter's 18 now and, and, and you know, been swimming, you know, a, a really long time. But what relationships have you made through swimming that are still valuable today? Oh, I think my closest friends are actually swimming mums, what we call crazy swimming mums. <laughs> um, kind of like crazy dance mums. There should be a TV <laughs> show for that. <laughs> um, I have a day off a week and I, most of the time we try and catch up with them. And again, we're all from chipping clubs, but we catch, try and catch up as often as possible. COVID has, you know, slowed us down a little bit. But, um, yeah, I've, there's a group of about eight of us that met through swimming when they were younger and mm. we've just carried that friendship through. And I think we will forever because we're just all like-minded parents, I guess. And, yeah, and I'm even with the new club, I've, I've now formed these nice close friendships as well. We go for walks when they're swimming and it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Shawnee, what about you? Well, um, what, what is very interesting for me is um, I grew up in Newcastle and I swam at the Hunter Club. Under oh, you're Eric a newie Arnold. boy. I'm oh, a newie boy. You're a Novo, mate. Central Coast, Newcastle. Oh, we got a right. Not Novo, Hunter. I swam with I'm, Hunter. I've seen you in um, a new light now, Shawnee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I used to race this guy called Sean Lawrence who swam at the WAC. Now, Sean is actually in the club at the moment and his daughter, Mila Lawrence, races my daughter. Oh, wow. And um, so you, you think about when we were sort of 14, 15, 16, and uh, we were growing up and we were racing. And um, I look at it now and it, it's like this, the second generation yeah. um, to do. You know, when I moved to Sydney uh, for work, I swam at Warring Aquatic under Grub, you know, and yeah. a big call out to Grub getting nominated um, into the Hall of Fame this week. Yep. And, and but, he's, he's, um, a, he's a former guest of our show, old Grub there down at Woi Woi. Shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you, you, you look at that and then the circle that it takes where we've found that our kids have landed there in mm. this facility and we can now give back to it. So I think you meet lots of people. You know, I still swim with some great mates that I grew up racing with all over Australia mm. um, to do and we hang out and, you know, good friends of yours, Mal Allen and I, were mm. in teams together and toured together and, I think it's just one of those unique things that, you know, when you, um, you, you line up and, and you race, the respect that you can have for your fellow competitors can build into long-lasting friendships. Yeah, fantastic. And, and, you know, a swim club does turn into that family-like feeling. You know, as we've said, you know, you see them every day. You go through the hard yards. Um, and and like a like a family, you know, siblings fight all the time. You know, if, if but if you like them or not, you know, you're still family. Um, and in in terms of swimming, you know, if you like them or not, you're there for them on a relay, whether that be you know area or, or state or something. And if you're on a state or national teams together, you know, you're there by them side by their side. And 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 Aero, I'm like you, like ninety percent of my you know uh, friends right now are, are swimmers, you know, or former swimmers. Um, but guys, let's move away from the friendship side and and focus on uh, the, how the committee plays a role um, in creating a, a sense of community within a club. Um, so first off, uh, I think, Sean, you touched on it a little bit earlier. So Ariel, just going to go to you. What attracted you to join the committee? Um, initially, in my original club, I was pretty much recruited. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, there was a, a very good um, recruiter who knew parents who would help and I did offer to help immediately and yeah. um, I just 
I don't know, I just didn't like sitting in the stands. <laughs> and then, and I, I feel like if there's something there that I feel like I can do, like I can help, then I will do it and I will offer to do it. I'm just, I just do that. I just like doing that. They like helping out. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Shawnee, anything to add to, to your reason why you joined the club? Uh, well, I mean, I'll join the committee, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. I joined the committee originally because um, I I wanted to be able to to provide, help raise funding to get the club started. Yeah. Um, You know, Toby Williams was president at the time and the club had just um, started to grow under a new coach. And, you know, there there was a a bit of funding, but there wasn't enough to support a competitive program and keep the club you know, viable for the long term. And I thought, well, through my connections and networks, there's probably a way I can bring in a sponsor. And we we're very fortunate to be able to get core brokers to come and ultimately underwrite the competitive strategy for yeah. the club. And they've been an amazing sponsor. And, you know, big deep pockets have, have really helped out a lot over the last um, three years. And then from there, um, you know, change as all clubs have 18 months ago or 12 months ago. And, um, you know, Ariel and I said, look, I'll, I'll step in and steady the ship and um, take us to the next level. But I'm only doing it if you help because she's the most efficient and the most amazing sports administrator I've ever seen. And, um, you know, every club needs someone that lives and bleeds for the club. And, and that's Ariel for us. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And she's just actually ducked away on an important job. So hopefully when she listens back, she hears that and she'll give you a big thank you. Now, Shawnee, uh, what events or practices does, you know, the committee put into place that promotes a sense of community? You know, uh, on Mother's Day, uh, on a Mother's Day special, we had my mum in and she used the example of, you know, she, she used to cook uh, pancakes and breakfast for, for the squads to celebrate the kids going to state. You know, we have other clubs that run mini meets where the senior swimmers, you know, run, run the meet uh, and also trips away where that be, you know, up and down the coast or as we had Debbie Totoli on last week from, from King Cumber Pacific Dolphin Swim Club, they go overseas, you know, uh, every year, obviously not this year. What do you guys put into place? It's a great question, but I think it starts a bit more than just what we put into place. Um, we're a committee that's coach-led and committee-supported. Yeah. And, you know, our head coach and Cam and yourself set the agenda and the tone for the competitive side of the club. And that yeah. could be pool swimming to Australian Open, age, right through to open water swimming to the surf life saving you know, we've got we got one of the greatest, two of the greatest female iron women in our squad in Emily Doyle, Naomi Scott, and the set of program for them. And I, I think it, it kind of starts there. And then we, we as a committee need to support that. And our role in supporting Cam's vision for the competitive side is not just for the elite. It's also for the seven-year-olds yeah. that are coming through. And, you know, so we, we'll work with the young kids and we provide them caps and T-shirts and, um, you know, we have club uniform. But we really love our younger members to begin racing with the WAZA. It's a fantastic association that teaches them racing skills to get going. And we support it with a coach and we, you know, help one of our coaches go there to be doing the warm-up and talking to them about little drills. Now, you know, that then evolves into, you know, when they're sort of 10, 11, they start going to metros and 
state age and mm. you know we normally have two coaches and we pay to have two coaches on deck and we provide the kids with a cap and um, this year we because the club's got a, a bit more funding we we're able to get a cap that had state qualifier on it and once they qualified they all got one of those and 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 then we go to the other end where you know we, we fly cam the head coach to australian age and um australian open and we get you know uniforms built specifically for those um, kids that go that way and they have their names on their caps and and i think you know the one thing that the committee is very very cognizant of is we need to support every member Mm. not just the elite and we we will run programs because we have a vision of you know putting a kid on an olympic team in the next you know eight to twelve years of what we want to do as a club but you know that that kid could be the seven-year-old kid that learns how to do a backstroke start at the was meet on a Saturday night run by Toby in that structure under Sandy as the coach talking how to do that. And and I think you you need to weigh all that up and, and, you know, we have a budget, we run camps, we run a senior camp, we run a Mm. junior camp. Um, you know, we, we co-fund that. We normally put about 250 to $300 per kid towards the cost of the camp Mm. and the parents pay the other 50%. Um, You know, we run right now, once a month, we're running club nights. We're called club afternoons on a Saturday. We're hiring the pool. We've got timing systems. Mm. We've got all the officials. So the times, uh, um, official times, you know, we've, we're just in the process of trying to build um, and create funding for a gym that will be open to all members. So there's a whole array of different programs but for me it all starts with what's the coaching vision for competition for the year and then how do we support that from every member from our seven and eight year olds right through to you know josh smith is going to go to the olympic trials yeah so it's, it's all about you know your practices are uh in investing in that in that time that they spend together uh to, to make that community and those connections between one another yeah, and it's about investing in the skills and the competencies yeah. all the way through, no matter whether they turn up and, um, you know, they race at Waza and that's the end of it, or they yeah. turn up and they, they make an Australian age final. Yeah, It's how do we as a club front to, to enable that athlete to achieve their goal, their, their best performance and what we can do um, to support the coaching vision to make that happen. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Now, um, let's move on to welcoming new members. You know, from what I've heard, we've had a lot of new members join during this COVID period, which which is which is fantastic. You know, not a lot of the clubs have had that at the moment. What do you guys do, you know, as committee members and also parents to welcome new members? Ariel, I'll go to you on this one. What is your way of welcoming new people? Um. The way I used to do it and the way I do it now is different. So in the old system prior to Swim Central, we used to get a notification and they used to, you used to know when the new member joined. Nowadays, it doesn't necessarily happen and you, we don't get any notification. So I feel like that's changed the way we do things. We do have an information flyer and we try and send a welcome email um, but sometimes I feel like they've been with swimming or training with the club 
for a few months or a couple of weeks at least, and I feel like we're a bit late and it, it seems a bit um, strange to do that. So I've actually put in a feature request to Swim Central to put back the joining date so that we actually have an idea of who's joining and a notification so that we have an idea of joining. So when they do join, we can say, welcome to the club, this is what we're about, this is where you can find information on all sorts of things like that. So at the moment, um, Cameron's got the um, information flyers, so they can, he can, it points them to everything they need to know. It's just a, a brief information flyer um, and it has email addresses to contact and stuff like that. But we, we, we've kind of lost the personal touch, one with COVID and two with Swim Central. Sean, I'll ask you first and then I'll come back to you, Ariel. Um, Sean, as the president, what do you want the committee to stand for? What, what is your, as, as, as Cam and also Simon Sinek will put it, what is your why? Yeah. So um, to start with, we need to continue to be coach-led committee supported. Yeah. And that, that's very important when you run the program um, like we do where the um, the coach isn't employed by the, the club or, or the facility isn't employed by, by the business. And I think that's where you start to get alignment around the, um, the, the competitive approach for the club, the values, yeah. and also, you know, the aspirations of, of where we're going to go. I think the other thing that I really stand for is the le a level of governance. You know, a lot of people donate, their time um, and lots of hours a year to, to help our club run. And we need to make sure that, you know, we leave the club in a better spot than what we found it for mm. the next generation. And for me, you know, that, that, that is as simple as, you know, we've moved all our accounts from an Excel spreadsheet to zero. We've moved no cash payments to everything paid through Swim Central. We've now got a social media policy. We've got a new, um, you know, bylaws. We've redone the constitution and all modernised the whole thing. So, you know, in terms of what we, what I stand for is I, I want to make sure the club is set up and that there's enough money in the, in the kitty that it's not so much this generation of kids that get to enjoy it. It's the yeah. next few. And, and if we get that governance and that support structure right, then, you know, over a period of time, as, as my time's up and as Ariel's time's up and, you know, as Brad Higgs, who's the vice president, or Clay, the treasurer, people can step in and you've got systems and processes that are running against the vision. Mm. And it just keeps going. And I think that that's for me is I really want to leave this a better place. Yeah, so it's a very futuristic. Uh, than what it was when I came in. It's a very futuristic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Ariel, what do you want the committee to stand for? And what do you and Sean work, uh, you know, communicate with each other that you want it to stand for besides what uh, Sean just explained? Um, there's not a lot um, different. Sorry, taking off the mask. For the <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I think the reason Sean and I work so well together is because we have the same vision. Um, mm. I, I think that we work well with Cameron because he also has the same vision. And a, as he said, it's a coach-led um, community, a club committee um, supported. And um, the vision that Cameron has is for the kids. Everything's for the kids. And it's yeah. just... It, it's just um, 
I've heard out there that, you know, a lot of, some people say that the coach doesn't really matter. A hundred percent does. Yeah. <laughs> their attitude, the way they, they the, their vision, and that leads the club's vision. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. All right, guys, let's let's move on because I know we could talk about uh, this for, for ages. Uh, but this is something really interesting that, that I want to get on this side. You know, we've been talking a lot about the competitive side of Waring Aquatic Swim Club, but what about balancing the high performance and the social side of things? How does the committee do that, Sean? Yeah, well, I mean, if we reverse back in time when we were allowed to socialise in a way that uh, we all knew, <laughs> yeah, you know, w- w- we would have, we- we'd put on breakfast after training or... Yeah. We would, you know, we'd go down. We, we've got a great and an amazing relationship with North Curl Curl Surf Club. And a lot mm. of our members compete for North Curl Curl. And the surf club allows us to use the facilities, their barbecue area, their hall. And, you know, we, we've had stuff down there, whether it be a morning presentation or, you know, a, an end of year um, celebration. You know, we've been able to get pizzas in um, to do stuff like that. But, you know, once again, it, it, it all comes back to, um, you know, that, that, that values and the culture that comes through yeah. when the kids are in the water. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is, it's a, it's, a, it's a bloody hard sport. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, it, I think the biggest thing out of swimming is not so much, you know, you, what you learn from, from the achievement of competition. It, it's the... The, the skills you develop around goal setting, working towards targets, um, you know, y- your ability to, b- to build resilience and, and show that you can, you can, um, you know, win like a champion and also lose like a champion. It's, yeah. and, and it's all that stuff that then comes together. And, you know, when the, the kids have a bad race and they're upset and they can go to cam and have a chat and, you know, we've got a great group of parents and everyone gets along. And, you know, when you're sitting in the, in the stands at Homebush and you've got parents cheering and clapping for other kids yeah. that are in different races and supporting them. And, you know, that, that is inherently built through the, the values of the families that mm. form the club. Mm. And, you know, we're, as I said, we're, we're very fortunate um, with the people that we've got. And we're very fortunate with the associations and the sister brother relationships we have with North Curly Surf Club. And um, that really, really enables us to, yeah. to have a lot of fun. Yeah. I know like the short time I've you know been here, it's, you know, most clubs it's, uh, you know, switch on we're in competitive mode now and then switch off. We're in social mode. Now the great thing about Waringa is that what I've found is that, the two never stop, you know, the social side and the competitive side are always there. So guys, one issue that, that can, sorry, one thing that can be an issue is that elite members and your top swimmers get more funding from the club, you know, whether that be for accommodation for nationals or, or extra uniform or rep gear. How does your club divide the funding between all ages and abilities? So not just the senior competitive side, but also the, you know, junior competitive side and the junior, you know, almost competitive side. Yeah. Well, our club set up as a not-for-profit and as a not-for-profit, we we have to invest in all members equally. 
and we have to show that our programs are open to all our members. And, um, you know, that's something we're, fo- we're, we're very heavily focused on. So whether it's sending, you know, Sandy to the Saturday night was a meet or whether it's providing a cap for every new member or whether it's, um, you know, having Julia Higgs come in and give a nutrition talk to yeah. the, the groups of kids or, you know, at, as as they develop in age, then move into our dry land and our programs that once kids' bodies can handle it, but the workload that they can take. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we used to provide financial incentives. Um, we've now in the new constitution moved away from that okay. um, just based on the, the non-for-profit charity rules. But, you know, when we put on, you know, a, a, a club night, um, if it's just us, we normally don't charge or we charge $2 for, you know, to come and do a race. Um, you know, the, the club hires the lanes. We pay for lane hire. Um, and and that, that benefits every single member so they don't have to drive to, you know, SOPAC and out to Homebush to race. You know, yeah. Ariel's got some amazing friends that are officials. So, you know, we, we hire an electronic timing. We get all the requirements. So, you know, on Saturday when our club's racing one another, every one of those times that the kids will swim are, are, are actual qualifying times now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's an investment in, in the membership and across everyone to do. Um, yeah, and I guess that's something, you know, that that not a lot of clubs have is that, uh, you know, ability for, for juniors especially to, to have, you know, that high-tech, uh, you know, electronic timing gear. Yeah, it is. I mean, I would love to get to the stage where our club owned our own system, but right now that's, that's um, you know, a bit challenging. So, you know, but once again, we, you know, we've got this, this amazing, amazing relationship with um, the Northern Beaches Council. And I yeah. cannot talk highly enough for the vision, the mayor, Michael Regan and Reese you know, the head of the aquatics have for swimming, you know, they, mm. they want to put an Olympian, a swimmer on the Olympic team or a water polo player on the Olympic team. And, and they do everything to help us. So, you know, when you talk about what we give to our, our, our members, you know, they've given us a very cheap rate to hire the pool and the timing system. So we can provide this, 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 if you like opportunity, while there's no, formalized racing for our kids to race and and see how they're going to keep them motivated so you know i think that the answer the true answer to your question is we will do everything we possibly can to invest with every member and give that kid the opportunity yeah to you know stand on the dais or stand on the block or you know dive in the pool or make a relay or play a, a game of water polo or win a surf race or whatever it may be we, we invest in them all yeah fantastic now ariel while we've got you so you're not too busy up there at the hospital i'll ask you why is a strong supportive committee needed to create that sense of community and what is your number one thing that allows you guys to function as a committee um well, with any business, you need uh, a community. You need a um, cohesive team to achieve anything. Mm. Now, if it comes from 
if you've got that cohesiveness from the coach, then you get that in the committee because they're happy with the the vision and everything. Yeah. So the, it just if, if everything gels, then there are more people who are willing to help out. So the mm. club committee grows. Um, if you've got great leaders and great and, and friendly people, like. Um, I think we're a very friendly club. Uh, we, we, everyone gets on really well. And I think if you, that encourages others to think, oh, look, I really want to be part of this because my kid's mm. going to be doing this for a while, so I want to help out. And so we get so many people saying, I want to help out. I can't do this, but I can do that. And anytime, I, you know, I, if they're free, it's like, I want to do this for you. Just let me know. I can't do that. But, you know, on this particular, I do what... Do with me whatever you want to. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just a friendliness. It's every everyone's just really friendly. Yeah, Shawnee, anything on, to add on to that? No, I think I think that that covers it. I, the other thing too is you know with our committee meetings, it, because people donate their time, um, and I know that sometimes this can frustrate Ariel, but oh, it's an hour meeting. Like we we do them at night. Everyone's at home but yeah. it's an hour meeting. And, mm. you know, if someone's rabbiting on a bit, I'll hurry them up because, <laughs> you know, I figure if people, are go- if people are going to come together to talk about how we can leave the club in a better spot than what we came in, then, you know, it- it's my job at- and Ariel's job as a facilitator to move away from these long-winded, um, you know, sectional updates to, mm. okay, sharp, punchy, okay, now let's discuss the challenges, the opportunities or the programs we need to work on. And, you know, if we can't do that in an hour, then, um, you know, you you need to refine. And and that's something, you know, again, where if people are donating their time, then I don't want them, you know, sitting for two and a half hours on a Tuesday night from seven to nine 30. Yeah. Just so everyone can have a say. Um, It's about the right people, adding the perspective to the opportunity of where we're going to go. And, you know, right now, for example, we've, you know, we've got a funding um, proposal into the state government. And if we get that, there's going to be an amazing program on the back, but you know, that, that discussion has taken up probably 20 minutes of our last couple of committee meetings where everyone's had input to help bring it together. You know, the, the, we've got a club meet coming up on the 25th of October Mm. and, you know, under COVID at this stage, we may only be able to open it up to one other club other than ours. Mm. So, you know, that, that's, that's a challenge as a committee we need to solve because, you know, that helps bring income to provide all the programs that we need to run for all our members. So, you know, that's the type of thing that I think enables everyone to have a voice on, the direction of where we're going and it's definitely not one person and we have lots of email communications and chats going so it's not just that committee meeting that oh well we're only going to discuss that once a month there's a lot of toing and froing throughout every week if if there's a topic and we have little subcommittees as well oh fantastic fantastic now guys we're almost near the end of, of of our chat but you know we talk about uh we've talked about before on the show uh 
What would be your advice, guys, to, to other clubs who who want to build their club's community? In the past, uh, you know, we had Dave and Joe Potter say, you know, it's all about the kids. We had Debbie Totoli, uh yesterday, uh, sorry, not yesterday, a couple of days ago, say that, uh, you know, it was all about fun. What is your advice to other clubs who want to build their club's community? Um, I think that the the ultimate goal, obviously, because it's a swimming club, is for happy swimmers mm. and whatever you do is for the swimmers but at the end of the day they're not the only ones involved are they i mean you've got to have happy parents as well and i think for any club environment if it's a nice family community then it will thrive yeah yeah, yeah. totally agree and i just want to sort of add to that is whilst it's great and really important to be happy um, people and happy community members. It's also really important that, um, you know, as you're forming it, that that these people become better people and the kids become better kids. And, you know, um, as I said, swimming is such a hard sport. And, um, you know, I, I think the lessons you learn out of the four hours a day in a chlorine pool Mm. far outweigh the results that the majority of swimmers will ever achieve. And, you know, if you're starting out as as a committee or trying to rebuild the committee, I, I think you, you need to start with that vision, that coach-led committee supported. Yeah, You need to then build the structure for the committee around and a level of governance that enables total accountability and um, visibility into all areas and then you need to, to have a group. You can't have a group of talkers. You've got to have a, a, a mix of talkers and doers. And, you know, people need to, if you're going to nominate, you've got to be ready to stump up and do the work. And we're, we are so, so fortunate, and even in our past committee members that finished this year who are just brilliant, to the ones that have come on as we turned a couple of positions over, they've all just got on with their job and, and they're doing it. And, um, you know, you got to have trust that your treasurer can give a one or two minute update on the finances and that's all it needs to be. And if you've got the right structures and everything in place, that's as easy as it can, or as hard as it can become. Yeah. Fantastic. And I think the other thing that people, if they are starting up a new club, they need mm. to realize that they're not alone, that people have done this before reach out. Mm. Lots of other clubs are yeah. happy to help. There's a lot of, technical officials out there with a lot of knowledge with the club background as well. Reach out to other clubs and each club is in an area and usually you meet other people. Um, I've had a few clubs reach out and ask questions. Everyone's really happy to help each other. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now guys, last question of the night. What are some of your fondest memories of your time at Warringah Aquatic so far? Uh, Shawnee, let's start with you. Um, I think from a, a, an achievement, well, there's probably two. There's, there's the fact that the club is now in a position where we can put on two swim meets a year. Um, we have got amazing sponsors in core brokers, um, the council, the Northern Beaches Council, um, and, you know, Julia Higgs and we've got insurance brokers and, and we've got these people that are all behind the vision of what we're trying to achieve. So, mm. 
you know, I think for me that that ability and back on that notion of leaving it in a better place, financially the club now will be able to stand on its own two feet for the next five to 10 years because yeah. of what we've, the strategies we're executing now. And I think that, that that's really, really important. So, so that's something that, you know, I'm proud of that, you know, when I move on, who's ever in the next is going to be able to, to build on, on this and continue to invest in every kid. I think from a competitive point of view, for the club to finish third, and Ariel will tell me, I think it was in the state eight. No, we won the state age point score last year in March. Is that right, Ariel? And we got third overall or something? <laughs> so Junior Metro, that was actually junior going Metro, to be that's right. so my fondest memory. So yeah. I wasn't at Junior Metro initially. I wasn't, I obviously don't have a kid there. I think I was doing something, meant to be doing something. Mm. Um, but I had the excited parents telling me what was happening yeah. and I kept texting them say what's happening and what's the, what's the results and stuff and yeah. the atmosphere was so electric that I hopped in my car <laughs> grabbed some balloons and I drove out to Sopac oh, fantastic <laughs> and yeah. did that and my other favorite memory is in state senior state age last year when they had the 10 by which you know it's always won by the same clubs, which is fine, but the <laughs> excitement of the kids swimming and stuff, what, seeing their faces when they're all in the same team, and it's just, it's electric. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show today uh, and, and explaining what you guys are doing at Warringah Aquatics Swim Club. Thank you so much, and keep doing what you guys are doing. Thank you. See you, mate. Thanks for listening to that episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to listen to more of our episodes, head over to our website or Apple podcast. And to stay connected, please follow us on our Instagram and Facebook pages. If you want to get involved with our digital community, type in the URL community.swim.rocks and follow the prompts. Until next time, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay dry.